Hi everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Brett Swartz from Capital Gains Tax Solutions. Welcome, Brett. Rama, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Sure. Thank you very much. A little bit about Brett. Brett Swartz is an EXP commercial real estate broker in San Clemente, California. He's the founder of Capital Gains Tax Solutions and the host of Capital Gains Tax Solutions podcast. Each year, he equips hundreds of realtors with the deferred sales trust tool to help their high net worth clients solve capital gain tax deferral limitations when selling their primary home or investment property. His experience includes numerous deferred sales trusts, delivered statutory trusts, 1031 exchanges, and 88 million in closed commercial real estate brokerage transactions. He's an active commercial real estate broker and investor with brokerage experience and ownership in multifamily senior housing retail medical office and mixed use properties. He's a licensed California real estate broker who has held a Series 22 and 63 licenses. So how did you get into real estate and uh, multifamily space, Brett? Yeah, so I started out in real estate at a young, young uh, age with my mom and dad building houses and and the rentals in the Bay Area of California. So I fell in love with with kind of single family home development and rentals. And then I went and took a internship at a place called Marcus and Millichap, where we kind of studied how to how to help people buy and sell multifamily properties. And that was in 2006. And um, yeah, fell in love with that and became um, enamored with the ability to build wealth with multifamily investments um, and do 1031 exchanges. But then 2008 hit the market and we, we, uh, everyone got hit pretty hard and we went, we had to rethink about how we approach exiting real estate. And that's when we learned about the deferred sales trust and, um, how to help people exit multifamily properties or cryptocurrency or businesses, all tax deferred, not using a 1031 exchange. And so that's, that's a little bit of the background there. Okay. Can you expand on that last point you mentioned, like, you know, solving capital gain tax solutions without 1031? Yeah. Without the 1031. Yeah. So in a 1031 exchange, it only qualifies, only thing qualifies as an investment real estate property where you've got to sell like kind property and buy like kind property investment only. Whereas the deferred sales trust, we eliminate the need for that because it works for all product types as well as you don't have to you know, suffer the time consequence. So the 1031 allows you to defer the tax, whereas the deferred sales trust allows you to have as much time as you want to invest back in. So our parents taught us to sell high and buy low versus sell high and buy higher 180 days later. And this allows you to do that. And so I'll give you an example. We have a client, we just closed a $12.7 million deal in San Diego. They were selling a car wash and they built it from the ground up. Their basis was about $4 million and they sold it for 12.75 and it was four partners and each of them wanted to kind of go their separate ways um, and have some diversification as well. They didn't want to have to buy something for 12.75. They want to develop a property. And so they each had a trust set up and their proceeds went to the trust and they deferred all the tax. And so it's, we, it's called a deferred sales trust. It's really flexible and they didn't have to do a 1031 exchange. 
Got it. So is there any limitations with uh, the, this, this approach? I mean, as far as who does this work for, it works for anyone who has at least a million dollar net proceeds and a million dollar gain per transaction. So it's got to be big enough. As long as the transaction is big enough, it works. If it's too small, it, um, it doesn't make sense uh, typically financially, unless you're in a very high tax state. Um, and then we, if you have two at $500,000 each, you can do it. Um, so you just got to make sure you qualify, but it works for private stock, public stock, cryptocurrency, business sales, primary residences, investment, real estate, um, uh, carried interest, just about it. Art, artwork collectibles, anything that's highly appreciated um, is when is, is the type of people that would, would want to use it. Got it. So would you share any best practices with that? Yeah. So um, if, if you want to set it up and um, get it all going, the best practice is to make sure that you're planning, you know, prior to the close of escrow, because if you don't, then, it, then your deal can't go too late. So it's working with professionals like us, brokers like us, um, investors like us, and then uh, capital gains tax deferral, deferred sales trust experts like us to make sure everything is goes well, because we got to work with your broker. We got to work with escrow. If you're here locally, we, we will list and sell the property. If you're uh, other parts of the country, we have, we have strategic alliances across the country to help you do everything in the right order. So the best practice is to make sure you have a team that's actually done this and can make sure that there's nothing that drops to the cracks. Got it. So how soon, like, you know, guys like you or uh, we, uh, any like investors reach out? What is the time frame it will take? Yeah, so we have deals we can set up in you know, a week, right? We had clients that um, we've closed in in uh, you know a couple weeks or or, or lower than that. But the key is honestly, we, we we encourage people to get with us early, right? We don't charge anything unless you close the deal and the deal actually closes. So like the buyer backs out for whatever reason, you don't owe us anything. So it's never too early for us, but it can be too late for you. So um, if you're thinking about selling, call us. If you're in escrow, call us. If you're in a 1031 exchange, call us, right? Today, soon, right? Is better than waiting, if that makes sense. Because once the buyer removes all contingencies or you, you, your funds are no longer at the exchange accommodator, then it's too late. We can't help you. So you got to make sure that you find us at the right time. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. So would you share any challenging experiences around this topic? Yeah. The biggest challenging thing is like, like people haven't heard about it. Right. And they think it's too good to be true or they get it confused with the Delaware statutory trust, which is just another form of a 1031. Their CPA and hadn't heard about it and they're trusting somebody they met on a podcast or a YouTube channel. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm closing a tens of millions of dollar deal. And I've never met somebody and my CPA doesn't know about it. So the most challenging thing is just overcoming the false belief that it's too good to be true. And we do that through evidence, right? So 26 year track record, thousands of closes, billions under management. It's never had a change on any of the IRS audits, over a dozen audits. There's lifetime audit defense and there's lots of national law firms and, and CPAs that are partnered with us that we can reference former IRS agents that have reviewed this for their clients and, and provided positive feedback. So all these are all things that we want to provide for you. But some people, it's just like, it's too much for them to, to get grasp under a short time period if their CPA hadn't heard of it or um, is maybe negative about it because they don't know about it. You can't blame them because they get approached with a lot of stuff that doesn't work. But most nine out of 10 times, you bring your CPA with us, with you on the due diligence, they're going to join us. They all, a lot of them do. And it's a great, it's a great uh, way to, uh, to defer the tax. Yeah. Got it. And thank you for sharing that. Uh, is, is there anything else you want to share on this topic? No, just know that it works for cryptocurrency, which I think is the biggest opportunity for commercial real estate syndicators and operators to um, to bring capital into their deals by helping people exit 
uh, tax deferred, and then they can invest into passive or active real estate deals. And then other, also the investments can go in the stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, hard money lending, ground up development. Once the funds are there, it's very flexible about where it can go and there's no timing restrictions. So you don't have to force anything, right? You can sell high and buy low. And then also estate tax. We can move funds outside of your taxable estate um, that can eliminate the 40% death tax, which is powerful. And then it can save a failed 1031 exchange. And so you need to work with this, work with a qualified intermediary that will allow this because a lot of qualified intermediaries don't want you to know about this and they won't cooperate once you're with them. They have you hostage. But if you work with us and the accommodators that we work with, you have freedom and flexibility to do a regular 1031 or do a deferred sales trust. So that would be the main thing to, to just be aware of. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. for uh, Thank you again for sharing that. And also you're, you're doing a lot of stuff in multifamily space or other, you know, commercial space. So which is your favorite area? Yeah. So multifamily is definitely my favorite for investing. Um, I love it because um, it's so practical, right? And, and when we, we grew up, we live in places and we get to know what we like, what we don't like, and you know, what, what places of town we like and don't like, and in the school systems that we want to be in and all of the amenities and different things. And so multifamily is so practical and it's so needed right now. And the housing shortage creates even more opportunity for multifamily. So you need to buy right. And ideally you're buying something that's a value add opportunity where you can add, add value and increase the rents over time. Um, and those are very safe investments. Um, so those, those are the things that I, I love about multifamily. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, would you share in any of your recent multifamily, you know, transactions and the, your role also? Yeah. I mean, we just did a couple. We did one in Colorado for a $5 million exit for a client who wanted to um, retire from the toilets, trash and liability. And they had a zero basis and they moved into the deferred sales trust. So that was on that exit side. We just did a um, uh, another uh, multifamily investment on the investment side. It was a 78 unit deal in uh, Fairfield Vacaville area of California, where um, my business partner, he's the main operator GP. We came in as an LP um, and some other clients came in as LPs. And so we're investors in that. And so um, that was cool. It's a value add opportunity. Um, that's going very well. There was a partnership separation and we came in to buy out a majority of the partnership. Um, and I'm also brokering uh, three deals right now. Um, one's 15 units for 2.7 million. One's 12 units for about 1.9 million. And then one is 48 units. It's unpriced. And so we're selling all of these assets for our clients that are likely to be doing a deferred sales trust, maybe even a 1031 if they can find a deal. And so, yeah, these are all the active deals we're doing right now. So you're focusing on only California markets or any other outside California markets? As it well. depends. So if I'm selling something, listing and selling, um, our team local here in Sacramento will list and sell everything. If deferred sales trust client needs needs our resources outside of this states on on selling, we have strategic alliances across the country. For investing, though, we're typically not investing in California. Typically not. Um, the 78 units we did invest in California like three year and a half years ago because it was a good deal. But most of the time we're going into Texas, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, Nevada. Those are some of the main ones that we really like right now. And I say we, I mean like the deferred sales trust clients and are investing in a lot of different deals like that. Got it. And why do you like that 78 units Fairfield, California deal? Yeah, we like that one because it was a um, decent construction in the 90s. So it had good bones. It had the pitch comp, shingle roof, had stucco exterior, central AC, 
washers and dryers in the units. Um, it was walkability to retail, uh, high traffic count on, on the signage out front, uh, pretty close to the freeway, but not too close. Uh, a good solid B, B location, uh, with good school systems, um, as well. Uh, the rents were substantially low. I mean, the rents were a hundred to $175 below market. And so by going in and just doing some light improvements, um, we could see some substantial rental increases. And so the return, um, is projected to, you know, about double our investment within about three to five years. You know, I like to diversify, right? Not put all of the money into all one deal, but to work with different operators in different locations and different, um, kind of different, you know, B class assets, or maybe some ground up development assets. I've done those. Like I'm an, I'm an LP investor in a senior housing, assisted living memory care facilities, um, that, that are being built in Elk Grove, California, um, that we started about five years ago, um, or three years ago. And that one is nice because it's, it's memory care, it's senior housing, and it's more of a business than just real estate. And it's a great location and it's an approved operator that's doing the ground up development. So I, I like, I like to go into mobile home parks. Um, I, I haven't done those quite yet, but I'm wanting to. And then, um, I'm also looking at self storage. So I like, I like to just have a variety of investments, if that makes sense, different product types. Got it. Got it. Thank you. So would you share any of your best uh, real estate investing experience so far? Um, the best would just be being able to help people, right? Exit tax deferred, right? And save a failed 1031. I mean, we had a client in Georgia who exited a $7.6 million multifamily property and his exchange was was running out of time. And we literally helped him defer $1.1 million of tax um, that he thought he was going to have to pay. Um, and so we were a backup plan when everything else fell apart. So the best is coming through for people in the last minute when they think all else has failed and they're about to pay a, pay a, pay a big tax and then they, they can exit and they can live off cash flow, be out of debt. They can be passive. They can be active. So just providing that transformation for families. Got it. So would you also share any of your challenging or worst or real estate investing experience so far? I would say there was one client. The hardest thing was in 2006, we told him to sell it all. And he had a $50 million worth of a portfolio of investment properties. They're mostly C and D properties. And he had a lot of debt and C and D locations. And we told him that not, now's a good time to sell. And he didn't sell. And he literally went bankrupt over a three-year period. He lost his house, his cars, all of his properties, gone. Um, partly because he didn't tend, he, he did a 1031 and he felt trapped by all the capital gains tax. And so the key is, um, you know, um, getting out when it makes sense for you. So that was probably the most challenging to see him. He, he, he was like a friend, you know, and he lost everything. It was really sad. Yeah. 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 And thank you for sharing that. Uh, and the, what, what's your take on current market situation next 12 to 18 months? Yeah. Current market situation. We have some rising interest rates, some challenges there with inflation. Um, we've got uh, low inventory. We've got a lot of dollars chasing fewer and fewer deals. Um, and, uh, not a lot of value add. It's harder to harder to find value add. So the margins are getting thinner and thinner on returns. And so, um, you got to be careful not to overpay, take on too much debt, you know, and have a good business plan and a good team in place. But, you know, of all the places to invest money, that's the other flip side of this is, you know, it's, I, I believe in long-term investment real estate, commercial real estate. If you can buy without too much debt, increase the value, collect the rents and, and run good operations um, and slowly improve the property, um, it's hard to lose in multifamily investment real estate. So I'm still very bullish on it. I'm just very cautious not to overpay or to put too much of all of my capital into one deal. Got it. Yeah. 
Uh, and what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now? Oh, it would be the Deferred Sales Trust, right? I mean, we, we literally are closing about a deal a week in cryptocurrency. And we have our new book coming out, Building a Tax Deferred Exit Strategy. And it's the proven playbook for unlocking your ideal wealth plan when selling assets of any kind for yourself or your clients. So we're just constantly just, it's like a Rubik's Cube. I have it in front of me if you can't see the video. But we're constantly, you know, we get approached and people give us this cube and these colors are all disjointed. And our goal is to try to make it as clear and clean as possible where all the colors align up for their tax flow and their cash flow and their time and their energy and their stress by helping them build a wealth plan with the deferred sales trust. And that's really the goal is just solving problems and, and providing some real, real change for people's lives. And the taxes is the number one expense for that. And so we love just solving that problem and helping people out. So that's our number one focus is just continue to help people do that individually. And then also work with some of the best operators in the country, commercial real estate, cryptocurrency experts, financial advisors, CPAs, and kind of train them how to do this so they can help their clients too. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, any one advice that have impact on you, right? Um, one of the biggest things that had an impact on me would be uh, a quote by a guy named Jim Rohn. And he talked about learn to work hard on yourself and then you do on your job. You know, if you work hard on your, um, your job, you'll make a living and that's good. Um, and that's fine. But if you work harder on yourself, you'll make a fortune. And the idea, um, is, is not just to make a bunch of money. Although that's pretty cool. Cause you can help a lot of people out and you can give to causes you believe in, but it's to become everything you were created to be, to make an impact for others, maximize the potential you've been given and, and make an impact for others. And so work harder on your health, your finances, your, your, your fitness, your, your, um, personal development, your leadership, um, your spiritual walk, right? All of those things your, with your family Work harder on those things, you're building your character than you do just on like, you know, making money or getting that degree or, or getting that promotion or whatever, closing that deal. Those are all external things, but if you can focus on the internal things, um, you, you can make a bigger impact, um, in a way that's, that's eternal. That's, that's long lasting. That's legacy building. Got it. Yep. Thank you. And share any one personal learning that has played a part in creating massive impact, powerful shifts in your own life. The one, the one habit that's kind of helped me change um, massive impact, I would say, I'll give you two. One, I joined a men's Bible study that was discipleship based, not just study the Bible, but to apply it with accountability, encouraging confidential accountability. And that created a space where I could work out um, my my faith journey, okay, and my growth as a character. And so I did that when I was about 24, and um, that changed the trajectory, that one habit, once a week, meeting with people that were ahead of me in life, that had more wisdom than me, that made a bunch of mistakes, that had a bunch of success, and they could share that wisdom, and I could glean that wisdom from them. They became friends and mentors to me, about 20 guys. So that was the power of like the mastermind, if you will. Um, the second thing would be just every single morning, uh, practicing um, reading the Bible, pray and being grateful for what I have, you know, counting my blessings, um, as well as working out, you know, five days a week to make sure I stay in shape physically. Got it. Yep. Thank you. And any books that impacted your life and what way? Yeah. I mean, besides the Bible, I would say uh, the other books would be a book called The Seasons of Life by Jim Rohn. And he talks about the spring, summer, winter, fall, and how we're constantly going through different seasons and different parts of our journey, our faith, our finances, our fitness, our health, our family relationships, and realize that there's fall and there's winter and it could be cold, but spring and summer are coming and you can do things to prepare to be uh, ready for when those things do come. Great. And how are you giving back to community? Um, so we're very passionate about a couple causes. 
One in particular is a group called Agape International, where we try to raise awareness as well as um, donate and, and encourage others to donate to fight its um, anti-trafficking of, 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 of children in Cambodia. And so, and in Belize as well. And so that's one way that we're, we're given back um, by, um, by giving and raising the awareness. We just did a, a fundraiser a couple, a couple of weeks ago online. I think it raised like $12,000, which is cool. And it, it, every little bit uh, helps. Awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you, Brett? Yeah, then go to capitalgainstaxsolutions.com. They can also search that on YouTube and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel where we talk about all of these types of things and have other amazing guests like Rama on to talk about what they do. Um, but capitalgainstaxsolutions.com and then check out the new book that's coming out, Building a Tax Deferred Exit Strategy. And uh, we have people like Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank will be in the book as well and other really smart people talking about uh, wealth building and tax and, and um, all kinds of other cool stuff. Awesome. And thank you, Brett. I really enjoyed the conversation. And thanks for sharing more about capital against tax and not deferred solutions. Thank you, Rama. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those.